Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. What's good, Internet? My severance? Who knows? Check in in a couple of weeks and I'll let you know. Uh, this is, welcome to... This is where I start just sobbing into a microphone. Oh no. This whole bit we've done of just... The vibes of the podcast, now they've gotten rancid. <laughs> oh no. It was only a matter of time before the bits turned on us, you know? Oh yeah. <laughs> This is the dangerous game we've been running for the last two weeks. It's like, oh, it's so funny, that thing they're doing where they lost their jobs and they keep doing podcasts. Like, ooh, they're so unhinged. Hey. And it's like, yeah, so, hey, so my bank account might be unhinged in a couple hey, of weeks. Hey, wait, wait. Hey, wait. Is our severance okay? I, I we're in the company. The company's in bankruptcy. I, I know. Like, I don't know. Probably. In- okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, well, this is... The... the, the- <laughs> They did address it in that email we got at what was it one thirty in the morning Eastern. Yeah, we intend. We intend. I was I up know. when that happened. Is that, I was those playing the most Zelda. confidential. What are we allowed to say? I don't know. I don't think so. <sighs> it's probably no. I think we reported on it. Actually, didn't Vice didn't Motherboard report Motherboard did it? ask Vice for comment and did That's not get really a, a response. It's a very gawker thing to do. Jason's very funny. <laughs> There was there was strong Gawker Media energy in that uh, in Motherboard writing up Vice's bankruptcy. <laughs> to call, like, what where did they get? Who did they ask for comment? Is it the comms at Vice uh, That's hmm. that's good. If you send an email to a comms department at three in the morning and they don't respond, is that a no I comment? I love I love the. I'm not going to say exactly what the email says. But I do love that there was very obviously something that was copy and pasted from a different document because it's in a different font, in a different size, and it's just like, oh, you wow. noticed that too? Yeah. I <laughs> I pointed that out privately to Rob. I was like, hmm, uh, that looks like someone's been editing that document. Like <laughs> someone pasted without removing the formatting, um, yeah. which is what you know hold, you, gotta hold you can do when you're pasting. Command Shift V. <laughs> Ren is pasting some screenshots from various <laughs> meetings that have been happening. Let's just, um, let's just say that sometimes people look haggard, and sometimes people look the sequel to Haggard. And I would say <laughs> that we are looking at the too. Venom-punished version of one of our executives. The Phantom Haggard. Uh, <laughs> Kojima's... Yeah, we're still here. Uh... <laughs> Fuck if we know. <laughs> The podcast pipes are still rolling. Uh, Rob, uh, Rob declined the 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 the, the calendar indict for this one. I was like, you're going to talk about Zelda? No, sir. No. I will. I will not be party to this. Um, we, uh, yeah, we're we're back. We're we're doing uh, like kind of one podcast a week as we wind down the last uh, two weeks uh, that we've got here uh, at, at Waypoint. Um, uh, is it two weeks? 
Oh fuck! It's two weeks. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 this week. It's this week, then next week, and then another week. That's still not many weeks. That's three weeks. Okay, that's three weeks. Wow! All right. Hey, wait! I just got. I thought it was two weeks. No, hey, wait! I just got really sad about it. I didn't realize it was only three weeks. Oh man! (laughs) Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I was like, oh, it's two weeks, and then I'm like, oh, I don't know how to count. I'm glad you got the extra week. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. Well, <laughs> fuck me, I guess. Uh, last, fr- uh, well, Thursday night, or if you're millions around the world, you've already been playing Tears of the Kingdom for several, <laughs> for like two weeks now on an emulator. Because yeah. when I saw, you know, the ha- you know the the headline of like person has beaten Tears of the Kingdom in you know, 90 minutes within the first 24 hours is like, yeah, because that person's put like 200 hours into like a ripped version of the game. Not a chance they just figure that out on their own in the first 24 hours of the game coming out. Can I take a moment? Can I take a moment to shout out? Yeah. To shout out a real one. Mm. Uh, A one, I'm checking my notes here, Ricardo Contreras. Oh. Texted me. Mm. At are we allowed to talk about this? <laughs> I'm not going to give details. Oh, okay. Right, like wh- wh- I, I'm not going to be in the industry anymore. <laughs> hey, Patrick, can we talk about uh, buying copies of that broke street date on this podcast? I don't care. Nintendo didn't send this early. Like <laughs> that's what I'm saying, Kato. Okay, so Kato sends me a text. I was going to go pick up a a, a notebook to play because when I'm playing this game with my girlfriend, we are making a notebook together. It's very fucking cute. Uh, we're making little sketches in it. Um, she just sketched the Temple of Time yesterday. It was adorable. Uh, and I also sketched one of the uh, light root thingies because um, I think they look cool as fuck. Uh, but when our way to get this journal, I get a text from Kato that says, "Hey, someone I know's coworker just got access to the game by buying it from this store." And then Kato sent me a message like 20 minutes later being like, it was actually this other store. However, uh, I fucking sprinted across the city to get from a secondary location in Brooklyn to a store in Manhattan. I walked in, a man behind the counter looked at me knowingly and went, Tears of the Kingdom? One or two. Uh, because my girlfriend was with me. And he looks like, do you want one copy or two? And we went, one? And he went, got it. Um... And then he went and uh, procured, handed us a copy of Tears of the Kingdom and asked us for 75 US dollars. Listen, I'll say this. The, the, I love the fact that, like, they know the score. That, 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 that independent video game shop knows the score. If I didn't buy it there, I was going to buy it online at midnight. That, mm-hmm. extra, that extra four hours secured them a sale. And you know what? Good for them. <laughs> I, I love to see a king win. And that well, king um... won. I didn't watch uh, the whole stream, but uh, shout outs to uh, Austin Walker for uh, coming in clutch, doing a surprise stream with Kato to play some Tears of the Kingdom uh, on on Thursday night. But if uh, we're all quite late, Kato, you were uh, you were servicing a, a number of people uh, looking for uh, early <laughs> copies of Tears of the Kingdom, and if if mm-hmm. I interpreted the intro to that stream correctly, you would. G- Managed to help Austin procure an early copy that he did not play until midnight, at which point 
He could have just played the digital version of the game (laughs) that one could have preloaded from the eShop, which I found tremendously funny. He did he did try to open it earlier in the night. He like went in, but then Mm -hmm. the the like cold open was too mm-hmm. exciting. He was like, "No, never mind. I won't poke around. I'll I'll save it for the stream." <laughs> um, but he did, you know, make small use of the fact that I I went over there and dropped dropped off a copy. It was like from Manhattan. It's not that far to to mm-hmm. get to Queens. You know, it's all. Is this different from so? <laughs> that's mm-hmm. not what. It's not. It's not terrible. Sorry, we can Yay. keep going. <laughs> The, I'm just saying that Kato Kato did Austin a great fucking service here. <laughs> I, 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 I want this on the record because Kato mm-hmm. does live on the other fucking side of Brooklyn from this game okay, store. I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying from my house, but I'm saying from where the store was to Austin, it wasn't that big of a deal. And, and then awesome. on the way on the way back, I was just playing shit on my Switch anyway, so I was like, eh, oh, mm-hmm. good point. Fuck it, yeah. I had it. I had oh, it I guess that me. is. Yeah, if you're on public transit, anyway. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, you know what, Kato? <laughs> Fuck you. Actually, I, I, you didn't do that much. Like next time, trying to help a friend, Look, I maybe lift a finger. <laughs> maybe don't oh. think of yourself the whole time. Uh, wow. The switch that you're gonna be playing. <laughs> I, here's the thing. I wasn't even playing the game. I okay. I bought that thing Thursday evening. Do you want to know when I I put that into my switch to play it? Well, Friday, probably, because you probably waited to experience it all with Austin on the stream. Saturday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. I'm going <laughs> to push you down. Ooh, I'm going to get oh. you. Oh. To be fair, to be fair, uh, my roommate, who's also a super huge Zelda nerd, like, he, like, immediately opened it and started playing it while I was finishing other work and doing other things oh, on Thursday cute. night. So it was it was used in my household, but mm-hmm, I didn't mm-hmm. get around to it because I decided... Wednesday that was like you know what I have one divine beast left in the DLC and then I heard Hyrule Castle is not actually that big it'll be fine I'll finish the game because I'd never been to Hyrule Castle and I'd never you know actually beat the game at at all (laughs) wait so you mean you still had a divine beast left you said in the DLC so this is the champion's ballad you still had something to do so the champion's ballad uh, is basically like another like go around of all the the divine beasts in a way yeah there's some like associated you started it right there's these uh, i started it and then i got laid off and then i did the champions ballot the whole idea was (laughs) hey i'll like do two all day streams and then finish that out and i went nah (laughs) i'm good (laughs) wait for the sequel yeah um it's neat uh there's actually surprise the the, part of the reason it took me a lot is that i didn't realize there was a, a fifth divine beast that they added in there. So, like, there was a whole other dungeon. Um, and I also kept getting distracted because that's how the fucking game works. Yeah, like, that oh, would be a shit. problem, a game to casually just finish because to do so <laughs> would require mainlining, which is a, a little bit against the spirit of the, yeah. the, the game. I mean, when I when I finished Breath of the Wild, it was just, I made a, I mean, I, I'd explored like as casually as at least I'm capable of doing sure. and playing these games, but like played like 65 hours and was like, all right, there's a huge amount of this map I haven't seen, but I'm good. I'm going to go do, I'm going to go beat the final boss and, and, and be done with it. Um, but at least then I had like sort of done the big check mark stuff and then could be through it. But if you haven't done that part and it's like, well, I guess just along the way to doing the big check mark stuff, I'll just do none of the small check mark stuff. Yeah. 
That's just extremely. Just... <laughs> I'll just oh, ignore wait. this shrine. I won't do it. No, no, like that's that's not how it works. Or like I, I like teleported back to Terrytown to like buy some arrows or some bullshit, and I was like, oh shit, I never finished I this quest. And that's how it I, starts. I got to know. I got to thirty wood, and he needed fifty wood for that last step, and I was like, I'll just gather that slowly. But then I was like, oh shit, I won't be able to gather that slowly because I'm going to beeline to the end. I should finish this specific quest now. So guess who cut down like fifty trees in one night, one of those nights? Uh... So event, yeah, it took me until yesterday. So you in the spent morning. Saturday playing a Zelda game for a long time. No, it I, was just Breath of the Wild. I didn't even get instead. that. I didn't get to spend that long playing that game that day. I had like a bunch of bullshit this weekend. It sucked. Uh, we we're like we're like in the endless the endless move the move that never ends like mm-hmm. every single weekend is just mostly like oh right like our house is technically not done being set up just because we don't do anything during the weeks because everyone's just like too tired from like working shit that they don't want to yeah. do anything so it's just like oh yeah we're hanging like 10 like things today and we have a bunch of brick walls that makes it more complicated than if you just have drywall and can hang things easy with nails or whatever whoa, 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 stop well i have to ask some details about the interior of your home uh yeah. is it painted brick or like exposed brick uh it's got a, it's even got a layer of drywall over it um, God, but, I hate that which shit. is which is why it, why, why ruin I kept, a fucking apartment i know right if we had an exposed brick it would be two of three like beautiful walls it would have been awesome but instead it was us drilling into the the wall being like okay gonna hang this uh, gonna hang this painting up oh the the drill stopped and it's making a squeaky noise what's going on uh having to go down to the fucking hardware store get a new bit be like this is the right thing right like yeah this one says it works on masonry Figure all that shit out. Get be like, oh fuck, we forgot anchors. Got to go get anchors. Uh, it's a whole thing. Anyways, I I barely uh, ended up playing. Like I like honestly almost got to Ganon by Friday. Didn't play like any game Saturday. Basically doing a bunch of errands and finished up Sunday morning, and then immediately started playing Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> let, let let me just let me just say one thing on this brick shit. If you mm. own an apartment or a building. And you choose to paint over brick, I, I, I will, I will hunt you down. I will, I will, I will learn, I will learn your true name, and I will, yeah. I will hound you across this fucking earth because exposed brick is very nice, and painting over it is one of the most deranged fucking things you can do because not only do you ruin the texture of the goddamn brick, it's yeah. also always a fucking ugly grayish, and I'm I will never forgive you for that. Whether or not it's still a normal color under there because because yeah we, we have dry we have drywall can't in theory that. if you take the drywall off there might be some salvaging yeah, but we that. can't do that because it's not our place <laughs> anyways it's tears of the kingdom huh <laughs> tears of the kingdom is out we've played some of it this was a question ren asked uh, yeah. we've answered a little bit of this with kato although who knows kato maybe kato played for 12 hours straight after after starting it but Ren, you, you had asked before we got yep. started, like, well, how much has everyone played? Uh, and I figure maybe we'll start we'll start with you. What is what is, what was your Tears of the Kingdom uh, journey uh, so on on Friday? I, I guess th- Thursday. Thursday. Right? Yeah, I, I started guess. Thursday evening. 
Uh, we started Thursday evening. Uh, we played through most of the tutorial island, and then we finished the tutorial island uh, Friday morning in like the 20 minutes before my girlfriend went to work. Um, then on Friday, I played a little, like we both played a little on Saturday. We both played a little bit more. Saturday was a weird day. Uh, Sunday, played a bit more. I'll say this. Here's what I've seen of, of, of Tears of the Kingdom. I have unlocked four map segments, I think. I have been up. More importantly, I've been down. Damn. Um, I've been down. I've been down. Yeah, yeah, Kato, I've been down. I actually got auto-build yesterday, uh, th- today. Um, Shh, I don't know what that means. Okay, well, uh, what am I supposed to... Mm. I don't I'm know what I'm allowed to say. I don't know what I'm allowed to say. I don't know what I'm allowed to say. It's fine. It's fine. Um, it's fine. I got it's fine. a cool not... thing when I went down by stumbling into a quest. I think I stumbled into the end of a quest chain. From what I understand, I just like found some guys and they were like, you're the guy, right? And I was like, I guess I'm the guy. Uh, did you just they... go down like a random Hold chasm or yeah. did you go down the, the, the one the game directs you to? Oh, I haven't been directed to any down. I just decided to go down. I got paraglider and was like, what if I was down? Uh, And then I did that. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, that makes, I mean, look, that's how these games, like, or this this version of Zelda works. But yeah, there is, you know, if you, if you, you know, do the tutorial area, fall down to, was it Lookout Tower? I think is that, is that opening area um, uh, back, back on Hyrule. Uh, Then there is sort of like a scientist who was like, come meet me at this one. And then you and you do a little bit down oh, there. Got um, it. Yeah, I just went. I just, I just, I just went down because I felt like it, and I found a mm-hmm. bunch of shit. Because let me tell you, I love down. I love the depths. I think that they are really neat. Um, I, I am honestly astonished at how completely Nintendo undersold the depths by refusing to talk about them literally at all. Um. Only to then reveal that the Sky Islands that they had spent the whole fucking thing showing everybody were in fact a very, very small part of the game compared to Down. Because Down, very big. Yeah, I, I, I have only scratched at that. I, I, have, I have only done, like, there's the, again, like, there's the tiny little quest chain that is just meant to tease the area. Like, you, you, like, you head down there, you learn how to use the... Uh, what are they called? The bright, bright seeds. Yeah. Um, bright bloom. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, in order to to create little kind of like you know portable uh, light light sources for you. Oh, are you enjoying that ice there, Kato? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just like sucking out of a straw in the middle of the podcast. I muted it on my on the my recording. Just not for y'all. <laughs> no, but not my for bad. anybody yeah. else. But I thought I had muted you too. We're we're just hey, you know. Who can say the vibes what, are good? Who can the say how people good. should act on a recording? Not um, us. So yeah, I head down there, and then is it, it, and then you leave, and then you, you when you talk to the to the you know the quest giver, they're just like, oh yeah, come back later. Like there's not much else to do there uh, right now. If you're if you're following sort of like you know the the intro logic that they're providing the player, but obviously. The beauty of Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, is that you you can just go down a hole and see what you see what you find in that in that hole. So the like, way whatever see? you are whatever you are talking about, like 
how grand it is. Like I have no, I have no sense of, of that yet. So like in theory, it's like, I think I like, I'm a little further than you in, in like the, the directed logic chain, but you have seen more because you have gone off that path almost immediately. Yeah. I fucked off instantly, instantaneously. I was like, I want to see what's down here. Uh, and, and, and went on a little, went on a little journey. It's also worth noting that, uh, the depths are the part of the game that, uh, I am allowed to play without my girlfriend because they're spooky. Uh, and so I've spent more time down there than I would have otherwise. Cause it's well, just little like de- the little demon ooh. goblins are scary. Like they're all they're red and them. all. Yeah. It's also they're pitch a little black. Twisted. Mm hmm. For most of it, I think it's I think it's very cool. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw what me and Austin did, but to get well, I I saw a clip of you getting down into the depths that seemed to involve building a unique contraption. <laughs> yeah, contraption. I mean, yeah, it's just three birds kissing. Oh, it's, the, it's the the most the most stable. Wait a minute. Flying oh form is three did birds you- kissing. Did you? So, make- so you took the piece, the pieces Sorry. from the sky, Here's floated th- that down into a chasm. Did you turn What's amazing it is that a, did you turn this a paraglider was, into a parachute? We, we, Sorry, no, we the, the, didn't the have the wing a glider. The wing glider into yeah. a parachute. Oh my god, you didn't have the. So it was like four thirty or something in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. We had said like an hour and a half ago, we'll just finish this part up and we'll be done. But of course, neither of us wanted to stop, uh, and just like being like, "Wait, hold on, what's that?" And like, you know, chaining it all the way down. We got finally to the surface, and we're like, "Oh yeah, we'll stop. We'll stop at the surface. That seems like a good place to stop." But immediately come upon that that hole. first hole, the hole, like the they one where it introduces, hole. like, "Hey, hole," and we're like, "Well, fuck it, we gotta go in the hole." Mm-hmm. Uh, first mm-hmm. off, we we spent a good amount of time absolutely obliterating. Uh, Link just yeah. nose diving down into the hole a few times, trying to see if we could damage ourselves enough with a bomb to slow our momentum, but not enough that we wouldn't hurt ourselves. That didn't work. We just blew ourselves up a few times. It was uh, a good time. We There were a few attempts with a single glider that almost worked. They were so close. But those gliders naturally want to move forward, right? Um, if you want to yeah. like go down, there's you really kind of have to circle them. Um, and there's not quite enough space in that first hole to do a full rotation without accidentally bumping into the wall and the glider falling over and then all hell breaking loose as you like try to clamber onto the thing. I love that they made the wings climbable if they're vertical. <laughs> It's just very fun because there's always that moment. Oh, it turns into a surface? Yeah, you can just hold on to it like climb, like like you can climb any other surface, you know? And so you're like in the air holding on like, I'm not dead yet, motherfucker. <laughs> like, trying to like Let's see the physics yourself. engine render this. Yeah, it's very good. I love that they, they made that choice. Um, but then Austin fucking cracked it. He was like, hold on a second. If this thing wants to move forward... What about another one that wants to move forward in the opposite direction? And what mm-hmm. if we do a third one just to make it kind of stable in many yeah. directions? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it it worked beautifully. First time, first attempt with the the the, the kissing right. bird platform yeah. just floated down gently, straight down. KBP, yeah, the kissing bird. That's <laughs> uh, I believe that was in a Metal Gear game actually <laughs> yeah. uh, at some point. So. Uh, yeah, we made it down there way before 
like yeah it was the first thing we did on the surface <laughs> that night and then like we like made it like then we were just like well what the fuck is this like and so you know we ended up not going to stopping the stream until five in the morning <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. that's that area was yeah i mean truly wild just like it really brought forward the like oh the whole like attaching things to arrows bit is like that's neat it's that's a new so a new good. way of like being able to do the whole like lightning fire whatever arrows but like the ways that you make them are a little bit more tied to how you're like picking. It's not just like, oh, I'm buying fire arrows. It's like, well, I it's, got, it's I not just the, holding a torch. Uh, I guess right. I'm going to hold this torch. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, it's the same, like, I'm not, and I'm not lighting torch, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not, like, like lighting torches along a path. It's like, I don't know, man, just shoot it and then it'll make a nice <laughs> bit of light. Like, doesn't yeah. that make everyone's life a little bit easier? It's <laughs> and it's also cool. Yeah, it's also so cool. Just like, the the way that like it lights up in like a very specific radius, but the like the like amount at which it like cliffs into darkness is so good. It's mm-hmm. so scary. It's larger um, than you think, but then the cutoff is immediate. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yes, like it's yes. it, it's not, it's not like a sh- shades of of light. It's like it's very it's bright, very bright, and then and then nothing. it's not anymore. <laughs> and then you're walking into black. Um, and, like, you get, like, a small hint of that in one of the, uh, caves on the starting island, which, um, it was like, oh, that's neat, they're playing with, uh, light, but then, like, you get into the depths and you're like, oh, fuck, like, it's impossible to tell how big this space is, and that's terrifying. Firing an arrow into the black and being like, surely it'll hit something. Surely it'll hit something. (laughs) Surely it'll hit something. And then just see like a little like flash of light over a hill that you can't see behind. So you just see like one little corner of rock and you're like, oh, oh, I have no fucking clue how big this is. Yeah. Let me try shooting up. (laughs) Idiot. Up is Uh. not option. Up is still dark. You're in the depths. Do you know how depths work? Not up. Not up. Go down. It's so Uh, fucking deep. Holy shit. I keep thinking, like, surely this is the deepest part of the depths. It is not, in fact, the deepest part of the depths. Um, It's so good. Yeah, it it just immediately, obviously, brought, like, the, um, what's the fucking, the river in Elden Ring called oh the Siofra Siofra River Valley Siofra. yeah it's just like that level of kind of like amazement hit again when I was like damn yeah. they did it again like they they fucking yeah but that they game made, waits huh? that game waits you know what yeah. I mean like it pulls a different trick with well, trick with that which is that this um, one technically I mean, I guess a little if, bit if you, I guess if you're <laughs> yeah a little but but it also uh, not that long, right? I mean, like, and also it's an act, it can be an accident in Elden Ring, right? Like, yeah. you can sort of, su- I, you could suss it out from the map, uh, you know, I guess if you were to click the stick. I didn't, I didn't do that. I didn't figure out there would be layers to it. So I got to have what I assume is from software's, like, ideal version of its introduction, which is that you just go into an otherwise nondescript building, get into an elevator, and go, why does this elevator keep going down? <laughs> and then you go, huh, Oh, this elevator, shit. it's not stopping, <laughs> and you. And then it dawns upon you that there's this whole other, 
layer texture to, mm-hmm. to the world that yeah. is sitting underneath. And then you understand that it has connective tissue all over the map. And as that, you know, the, the vastness of that comes over you, it's it's a really wonderful feeling. But it's not quite directed, but it's not quite accidental. Yeah. It kind of exists somewhere in between, which is a lot of how From Software Design often works. And I think that's what's really interesting about it here is that, I mean, you can sort of get to this right from the jump, right? Like, you know, like you want to jump mm-hmm. off the cliffs of the sky area, like make your way down there. Like, ju- like I saw someone jump off the cliff of a, the sky area. It just happened to land on a horse. Like there just happened <laughs> oh, to be yeah. a horse down there yeah. and they were able to land on it, which canceled out like the physics stuff. Right. And they That's were. That's amazing. Um, and near orbit ODST drop onto a horse. Pretty much. And there's something audacious about. The Nintendo, a company that is, like, broadly known for, like, polish and simplification, but, like, not at the expense of depth, but, like, it's a different approach to, like, getting you along things. And then here, where, I don't know, man, you want to just, like, go down to the depths and just start exploring? Sure. How deep are they? Don't worry about it. It's just, (laughs) it's truly, truly, truly wild. Well, the other thing that really gets me is that at first, when I saw the new powers, for a second because I was a fool. I was like, wow, this feels a lot more limited than what you had in Breath of the Wild, right? The actual, like, it, it feels at first, it felt at first to me, like the verbs I had access to were were significantly limited, right? I don't have bombs I can summon. I don't have the ability to, like, adjust the physics of objects by freezing them in time and hitting them a few times and having them launch off in a different direction, right? I don't have, sorry, I don't have access to those things. However, the way that they have just so elegantly transposed all of those functions into different parts of the game is just, like, really impressive to me. Um, They have, like, taken the core notion of have a bomb that you can detonate at will and, like, transmuted that onto the time bombs, which I, like, really fucking love as a Zonai device, Uh, or the ability to, like, Build, summon a platform wherever you want to if you have the right, like, Zonai object. And, and like, I just think that this is, like, a deeply... It, if Breath of the Wild is a game built around a bunch of mechanics um, that, like, come together in this, like, really, like, delicious combination, it kind of feels like Tears of the Kingdom is built around the single mechanic of what happens when object connect with other object and, like, has, like, really shined with that particular structure. Well, I think that's often why actually I had trouble. That's something that didn't really work for me in Breath of the Wild. Like what works for me in Breath of the Wild was the exploratory, uh, like exploration aspects. Like Mm -hmm. that I found very compelling. But the actual powers themselves, like felt like they, in in retro, I think partially because I haven't played Tears of the Kingdom, feel like it's just kind of a bunch of things thrown in. It's like, I don't know, like. Figure it out. And they shined more in like things like the shrine mm-hmm. where they were directed experiences where we've built something around these powers, but they they didn't really feel like cohesive, uh, that they were working in tandem necessarily. Whereas here, they all feel like they they are born out of again, like you said, like what if thing attached to other thing and they all kind of work from there. They the I guess the the you know the the exception there being the ascend uh uh power, which is a delight to learn. I think it was in Either, there's a bunch of a bunch of interviews, so I, I apologize if I'm wrong. If it's Polygon or Game Informer, but essentially it was a dev tool. Mm-hmm. It was just a like, hey, developers are trying to get around the world to test things. They don't want to have to climb all the time. That's annoying, which is like just a very funny thing to learn. So they gave them a tool to just ascend, 
higher above uh, locations. And they said, huh, what if we just let players do that? And then that becomes a power <laughs> is awesome. Well, I, I had this like great moment with Ascend where I was playing in the depths and I come across this like big stone thing, uh, just like in the, in the middle of a, of an area and I like walk underneath it and it has like that sand that usually indicates that there's something related to like the Zonai shit nearby. Have you noticed that? Like mm-hmm. when there's like, that like little bit of sand. So it has this like little pile of sand. I'm like, what the fuck am I supposed to do here? I assume there's like a, there's like an interactable that I'm missing. And my girlfriend was like, try ascending. And I'm like, okay, sure. Link swims. It starts doing the ascension. And I'm like, oh, I'm surprised it's letting me ascend here. Oh, it's really letting me ascend here. Oh, I'm still going. <laughs> oh, I'm still going. Oh, they're loading something. Oh, I'm still going. And then I fucking pop up on one of the parapets on the Bridge of Hylia. Because the Bridge of Hylia is such a large structure that its foundations go all the way down into the depths through like several hundred feet of material. Oh, and the game managed to like pull that as a, as a spot that it could hit? Yeah. And was like, cool, this like this is the foundation of this building that like you have no fucking clue how big it is until you are going through and like swimming up through what has to be like at least a hundred like a couple hundred units of distance and like popping up there and seeing the uh the flame gleelock sitting on the bridge of hylia was like oh shit okay this is this is this is really cool uh what i'm i'm curious what the two of you made of the so like there is i think it was a kataku story but like basically like people are spending a lot of time in the opening area, which uh, functions sort of as a tutorial area mm-hmm. uh, more broadly. Um, but there's a lot to do that is beyond just like, uh, you know, getting the powers, getting your first uh, extra heart. Um, you the real, you know, you could probably spend 10, 15 hours exhausting everything that's there if you, if you really wanted to. Maybe that's a slight exaggeration. It kind of depends on your pace. But uh, for me, I, um, I didn't particularly care for the opening area. I, I think the way it uh, I think this game crams a lot really quickly in a way that I did not find to be pick particularly elegant or effective. Um, I I found the amount of things this game throws you uh, immediately to be f- frankly overwhelming and it didn't <laughs> explain itself very well um, and it made for sequences that I it's very easy also to do things out like quote unquote out of sequence. <laughs> But not in a way that was the fun out of sequence we're describing here, but like the frustrating out of sequence where it's like, oh, I just missed a robot explaining something to me because I walked around them because the game didn't sort of guide me to that point. And it wasn't really till I got down to Hyrule and things chilled for a moment. Like there's actually less going on once you get to the ground and you can kind of explore and start doing a shrine and build a little bit. Like, I don't know. I found I found the island itself to be... Like, I thought like the island, uh, the Sky Island was, wow, you just finished Breath of the Wild. Don't you remember how that game works? Time to play Tears of the Kingdom. And me, who had not done that, comes into Tears of the Kingdom and goes, could you explain to me how Breath of the Wild works again? And the game's like, I mean, not really. Not, like, not super <laughs> interested. Uh, but, like, good luck, though. Um, like, have fun out there. Uh, and that was just, that, that was a little bit of how I felt coming out of that. I've, like, settled into it. A little bit more now, but I, 
I don't know, I got, it almost felt like an island where we're like, we're not really sure how to explain this game. We're just going to throw it at you and, like, I hope you, like, good luck. Uh, uh, but I don't know, maybe that, maybe that was just me. It's definitely much more dense than um, the plateau was. Like, the game, I remember, um, it feels like uh, the plateau was really a microcosm of, like, the rest of the game in a way where this feels like this is a tutorial area and we're going to try to give you these powers as quickly as we can, right? Like, and, like, set up what is possible with each of these powers, but... Yeah, the kind of thing where, like, you would have spent 10 hours getting this in a different Zelda, right? Like, complete a dungeon. Sure. Get this power. Complete a dungeon, get that power. Like, actually, we want to give this all of you in an hour. Yeah. Or, you know, depending on how quickly you want to jump from shrine to shrine. And then... Let you get cracking. I feel like even even with um even with Breath of the Wild though there was still a there was still more space because I remember like being on the on the plateau for a while just the kind of like they had the like um what what do I think the the like variance in like um area design that like exists in the rest of the world there's like some um ruins there's some like plains there's some forest all within there but it's mm-hmm. like spread out in such a way that it feels like a little more you know like you were still exploring on the plateau this one felt le- more like they've designed one really big dungeon it's like mm. everything is interconnected there's few ways that you could go like in quote unquote sequence break but really like you were going to be moved from trying to shine and there's not a ton that goes off of that path mm-hmm. there was like one or two times where i was like i found an extra chest or a korok like off a slightly beaten like off the like obvious like forward path yeah. um it, it, it overall does end up I think feeling, um, d- it's denser. It's more. It's more in a, packed into a smaller amount of both space and time. Right, like it's all kind of like yeah. one right after the other. Um, I, like I said, like had just come off, right? Like I literally put down <laughs> Breath of the Wild. Well, not not actually. Now that I think about it, it was there was like a. 15 minute walk from this because i was playing i finished breath of the wild on the subway <laughs> coming back from an errand nice uh, another thing that i did this weekend which i didn't notice uh my gpu had come back from the shop because it was dead and now i've put that and three more fans into my pc so that that took up a bunch of time on on sunday itself too wait is your gpu okay now it is it was Yay. the day before two days before the warranty was up is when it died <laughs> So, yeah. so I just sent it back in. They sent it back fixed. So everything's awesome. good. It's it's beautiful. And now I've got a bunch of fuck off LEDs, uh, LED fans in there. The kind where the fan itself glows. It's pretty. It's pretty Ooh. great. Um, but I, I do I do worry that part of the reason that it died, which maybe it was good that I accidentally killed it a little early, was that. <laughs> I was only running one fan and because one of my fans had died and I never replaced it it was only running two to begin with and that doesn't seem like enough airflow honestly mm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah 
running running home after getting off the subway to put in Tears of the Kingdom, having just beat uh, Breath of the Wild, it was, you know, like I like I was playing the same game. Obviously, like all the control schemes started, uh, it, it, like nothing has actually changed until you start getting the powers, which are different, and that's where all the things start to kind of like shift. But uh, having like literally played like. Uh, done that transition almost seamlessly it's i feel like i i i'm like i feel sorry for people who've never played who didn't play Breath of the wild at all <laughs> though there's like some there's a few of those like we're gonna stop and show you like uh, a controller this game on the barely screen. explains how a game functions you know uh, what i mean like yes. it, it is it thing. is rem- it is remarkable there's one or two of those <laughs> tutorial dialogues where it's like Here's the buttons. Um, <laughs> go at it. <laughs> like, are we gonna? Sh- are we gonna? You know, because usually in a game like this, you would get here's the. You know, go meet with the swordsman trainer, and like you're yeah. gonna fight the dummy, and like yeah. we're gonna do like explain how an attack and a dodge works. This game's like, uh, like we're gonna show like where the buttons flash on your controller. We're not gonna make you do it because. Right. Uh, like, uh, like, go look up a video. I guess, like, it's it's like a, it's a little it's a little bizarre. So it does it a little bit, but only in some shrines. Like there are like tutorial shrines scattered around the world that will be There's like the com- this is So I do, thought I'd this missed is how you do throwing. The- this is how you do dodging. This is how you do and like great, yeah. cool, bud. That could have been useful like twenty minutes ago. Well, because that's um. And this is where, like, the feelings I'm wrestling with about, like, that opening area is, like, there are some of the, you know, like, enemy, like, Zonai robots that you would come across. And the game seemed to be communicating to me, these are too hard for you right now. Like, we're trying to tell you that combat should be kind of scary at the moment. Mm -hmm. And that that, whatever that is in that chest, like, it's not a heart. It's not a stamina. Like, it's cool. Like, you're cool. Like, you're supposed to get your ass kicked here. Realize that combat at this level of the power curve is kind of scary and like know what you're getting into. So I was like, all right, maybe that's what the game is trying to teach me. And then on my way to like Hyrule Castle to like start some of the main quest chains, it's like, oh, right. This game is parrying and it has like a slow motion dodge bit. Mm -hmm. There's like a flurry attack. I bet if I knew any of those things, I could have fought those robots. But also... That isn't an optional shrine that if you just want to go to Hyrule Castle and you want to forget about that shrine, you can, but there's no signpost that's like combat. Right. <laughs> and on one hand, here's the combat. I think it's cool. Like to have a company like Nintendo trying to go more hands-off is good. I'm I'm like I, I'm so of I just think it's inelegant. I think it's like a very inelegant introduction to the game. That when you get to the game part, it's like, oh, this shit rules. I, I, just, I just that those opening hours I thought were very clumsy in a way that I was a little surprised by. They really are because, like, let me for context. My girlfriend doesn't like. She plays games. She's played games her entire life. She likes them a lot, but has always struggled with like controls and like three D games. Uh, <laughs> well, this one, well, good <laughs> uh, luck. Yeah, yeah. So you're you're starting to see what's what's been happening, which is that like. So, for example, in an early fight, to, to reference what Patrick was talking about, the, the soldier constructs, right? My girlfriend fights the yeah. soldier constructs, and she, because she's nervous, because she's not the most, they're like... They're scary! She's not the they're, most comfortable they got with big, controls. long arms, and they're wielding fire sometimes. Right. Tries to hang back, and, like, tries to, like, plink them away with arrows from a distance. And, like, totally makes sense. I, I, I get the logic there. 
And like watching her like get accustomed to the controls and then like still really struggle with combat was like a, 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 a real moment for me while I was while I was playing this game to be like, okay, cool. I think that they are like fucking up tutorialization a little bit here. And also like I uh, I wish that the game did a little bit more to like gesture at people that this is a game about like if you if you have tools, you can do any literally any combat pretty easily not like easily but like with it's it's about prepare it's about preparation not about mm-hmm. like actually like you know being good at the combat if you take a puff shroom it, you can do that but the problem is that like getting the resources to make the combat trivial or like easier for someone who isn't as good at the game requires like going into areas that have enemies in them to acquire those resources uh, puff shrooms and muddle flowers are two things that are in the depths that are really, really useful if you were if you are not like super great at the actual combat system. But they require you to go down into the depths. You gotta go into the scary <laughs> the place, place your girlfriend those. is scared of. Exactly, like, exactly. And so, like, I want to give her those tools. And so, like, a thing that I have been doing is like get resource, and I'll be like, hey, by the way, if you need literally anything, it's in the inventory. Uh, you you have the tools. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, you know, that has been a very fun, cute dynamic for the two of us. But also, like, I don't know. I think that the game doesn't do a great job of teaching people the controls, nor does it do a particularly great job of, like, teaching people a way to approach the combat. Because, like, the other thing about Breath of the Wild combat is that, like, if you get in a motherfucker's face, for the most part, you will win. Your weapons are pretty good. And so, like, it's really hard to coax someone into, like, just go in go in they will not be able to handle you if you go in you are faster than them and you have a cool human brain that can predict things like taking the fight to the enemies is the decision in this game and the game does at no point communicate that information to you no and i I just felt like that was my broad reaction to that opening area even as someone that plays a lot of video games like played a lot of breath of the wild and played a little bit of it recently was like I, even when I'd go to like the next shrine to get the next power, I go, I just barely grasp what the last one did. And in some level, I wonder if the game is attempting to communicate, like, hey, don't think about like it's okay. Like you aren't meant to come out of yeah. this sequence and feel as though you have any sort of mastery. Here are just a set of tools. And so I but it just it felt like an area struggling with itself where mm-hmm. like it is its intention is to give you everything as fast as possible. So you can then start the game. It is running counter to how Zelda games design themselves, which is over 20 to 30 hours, you will acquire a set of tools that work in a Metroid-like fashion to like open up new areas and open up new movement mm-hmm. and attack possibilities. What if we gave you pretty much all of that stuff up at all, all at once, and then you know, we'll break it back down from there as you as you work through a quest chain? And I just I I don't think where they arrived at does not feel like if I'm struggling with it, you know, I think the game's compelling enough that audiences will figure it out. I'm not suggesting this is going to be some sort of fatal flaw for the game, but I do think it's going to lead a lot of people like I, over the weekend. It was, I, it was a lot of people. I know colleagues being like, I had to Google how to parry, you know, and, and like stuff yeah. like that. And it's like, if that, if they're doing that, it makes me wonder about broader audiences. The, the one thing I will say is that the thing that I do like about this approach is that it gives you all of the tools at the very mm-hmm. beginning. And you're like, wow, cool. I yes. have all the tools. Or you think you do. 
because sure. then you will come across like a puff shroom or like a muddle flower. And you're like, oh my God, I had not even considered that I could play the game like this. And, mm-hmm. and, and the thing that's, that's been kind of amazing to me is that that has happened in every fucking area I go to. There has been at least one thing where I pick it up and I go, fuck me, really? <laughs> and because because there's this moment of like, it doesn't expect you to have mastery immediately of these systems at all. Uh, and instead, it, it gives you this like, it still to me has that sense of like exploration and discovery and like, oh, cool, I have this new power that the original like or that, that older Zelda games gave me of like, oh, fuck, yeah, I wonder what I can do with this. Uh, but it is doing it at a micro scale that is like really, really exciting to me and like and and way more consistent than um than like older Zelda games. Cause like if you got a shitty item in an older Zelda game in a dungeon, it was like, okay, cool. Good. I guess this is I guess this is the boring dungeon that has yeah. the bad item. And here it's like, oh, uh, I guess this is the boring item. Well, if I walk 45 feet to the left, I'll find a new thing that'll blow my fucking mind and completely change how I play this video game. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that's been amazing is uh, uh, I have done this a couple of times uh, where, and this mostly happened on the opening island, but uh, as I, I see things in front of me and I want to get to this area and I'm like, there's probably a real solution to this. Mm-hmm. But what if I just chop up a bunch of logs and stack them next to each other and then kind of scale it? But the game is clearly communicating to me by the fact that Link keeps slipping off it and not able to grip it properly that like this isn't really how you're supposed to get up there and then like reading online and how many times people have posted like I'm a complete dumbass here's how I solved this problem and it was just by attaching logs or some version of that and then thousands of people going like yeah like me me too (laughs) like brother like like head empty no ideas attach logs and the fact that the game clearly is servicing just a wide spectrum of like just the clunkiest execution imaginable and that will still allow you to access things solve things and then also having you know very creative uh solutions like the fact that it's able to service both of those types of people because what i worried about a lot is i just space it like shapes Mm-hmm. don't make a lot of sense to me and you know what this game is full of shapes it's full of a lot of shapes and so how how is this going to work for me and what i found is like well shape not be perfect shape still beautiful and like that's that's how the game ends up functioning uh for me in in a way that is i'm still having a lot of fun building things and not worrying so much about it does this work is it functional because like those things are are not you know don't necessarily have to be in conjunction with one another. Yeah, I will. I will also say before we go to break. Last thing I'll say uh, is that I think that the scuffed solutions are like some of the most fun shit in this game. Like I, the other day, I realized I didn't have any bomb arrows, and I was like, "Oh fuck, man, I don't have any bomb arrows." But you know what I do have? I have a spear, and there's a bomb barrel next to me. And so I guess if I just attach the bomb barrel to the end of this spear. Mm-hmm. And then threw it. That's kind of like a bomb arrow. Mm-hmm. And I threw the spear. It blew up. And then about three seconds later, a flaming wooden stick flies back at my head 
and I'm going to say about 60 miles an hour and just fucking <laughs> beams Link. Just, just absolutely knocks him on his ass and then leaves a scorching trail of grass behind it as I have created what is effectively a spear gun. Uh, that is also like, that is, it is both a spear gun and also an explosive arrow. And then at that point, I realized that's kind of like a, a fucked up boomerang. It's kind of like a fucked up explosive boomerang. And so I start carrying around these bomb barrels and attaching in the spear, throwing it, catching the spear back midair, attaching a new bomb barrel to it, and just repeating until I fucking obliterate a camp of moblins. And Amazing. like, that rules. That yeah. rules. That's super fucking sick. Yeah, the, the, uh, the other side of that was the, that popular clip going around of somebody attaching the boomerang uh bit to uh, like an explosive barrel like throwing it and then having the explosive barrel just come back to them and just completely destroy them incredible what a good incredible game stuff it is it does seem to be a good good video game uh all right we'll take a break we'll come back we'll, maybe we'll do some concluding thoughts on tears of the kingdom and our opening hours with it before we answer some of your questions One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. And we're back. Uh, any. Any other like stray thoughts on Tears of the Kingdom? Like I'm starting some of the main quest stuff. I feel like I have a better sense of how I feel about it all when I'm kind of encountering the building and stuff in out in the mm-hmm. the real world. I guess that maybe that's one that we haven't really touched on, like the constructing things. I mean, I you know joked about being able to put a bunch of logs together, but like once you make it out of the sky, like the sky opening area where things are kind of dense of like, hey, build a thing here, like because it's trying to dem- like ha- have you kind of go through the motions on a bunch of this stuff. Things are much more spread out once you are down on the ground. I'm or is that not the case in the depths? I, Ren, I'm curious, what has your experience has been like? So the depths are really fascinating because the depths are even more spread out than like the surface. However, there's also like car building stations all over the depths that just have like a set <laughs> of we- yeah patrick yeah there's just like a set of wheels uh a couple of like like stone slabs maybe a wait, wait, do wheel. they have the narrative conceit on the, on the surface of hyrule there's the narrative conceit that as a result of what they're calling the upheaval which yeah. is with hyrule castle coming up creating these yeah. new shrine yada 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 and basically the, ge- the ge- geography change that mm-hmm. like one of the constru- like the main construction company is like here's materials like yeah Start building. Is there? Is it just like a design? A Nintendo designers like, look, we got to give shit to the players somehow. <laughs> it's it's we got to give shit to the players somehow. But also, like, there is a sense down there of like, oh, this used to be a world that people mm. lived in. There mm-hmm. is there is like there are like statues scattered around down there. There are like evidence that there used to be life here. Uh, there are like other characters using these things uh, down there. You will find folks who have like put together their own cars. Um, uh, down in the depths and so like 
there is to me a sense that like, oh yeah, people people are doing things intentionally. People have like chosen to to build down here and like have this this was a primary mode of transit for an older kind of being. Um that has since like fallen out of favor. Uh, and is now like really effective because like the other th- cool thing about the the depths is that it's filled with the gloom, this like substance that takes away your max HP if you touch it for too long. And also the enemies there don't do damage to your regular HP. They do gloom damage, which I think is really cool. Um, because like if you get hit with an attack down there, it doesn't actually affect your HP. If if you have like missing hearts that are not like, you know, dead, like mm-hmm. gloomed, corrupted uh, HP, you won't take damage to them. Like they'll just get gloomed up as opposed to being like actually reduced, which I think is like cool. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And so it doesn't mean so much to me now with four hearts. Like yeah. I don't have a whole lot, to, <laughs> a lot to work with, but I can imagine that once you start scaling along yeah. there, that becoming more of a, an interesting factor. And there's also the fact that, um, you know, food will like heal different amounts of hearts versus like gloom healing, which I think is cool. Um, that also makes the light roots, which are down there, like real safe havens because it's like once I get under that light route, I get my HP, I get my max health back, and mm. I can like recover. So it's, there's this sense of like when you don't know where you're going in the depths, there is this sense of like foraging and like going out, hoping you find the next light route, and then like looking at your HP and being like, ah, oh, fuck, I don't, I don't think I got it. Like, I don't think I can make it to that mm-hmm. next little bit of light route. I think I have to go back. Like, I'm going to take these resources that I found. I'm going to, like, make some new food and, like, get ready and, like, try and explore this area again. There's a, there's that, like, there's an expeditionary quality to it that I think was, like, really lacking in Breath of the Wild, where, like, you were not, you never had to return to where you started in Breath of the Wild. You could always keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the world wouldn't like push back on you in that way. And in Tears of the Kingdom, there does feel like a point, at least at least in the early game, where it's like, I don't, I don't got it like that. I have to, I have to return to somewhere that actually feels safe. And so I think that aspect of things is really cool uh, in the depths. And then also the fact that like certain things protect you from the gloom, not like clothing, although I have heard that there is clothing that like reduces the effect that the gloom has on you. I mean like you can shield surf over the gloom. And so if you get to the top of a big hill and you see that it's like covered in gloom, you can be like, all right, cool. I'll shield surf down because my shield will be touching the gloom, not my weak little feet. Um, Or you can find a bone horse and be like, I'm going to ride this bone horse. And you know who doesn't give a fuck about gloom? Bone horse. Bone horse doesn't give a shit. He lives in the gloom. He lives in the gloom. He was raised Damn. in the gloom. You I'm merely a... adopted it, motherfucker. Bone horse. Bone horse. <laughs> I'm just imagining Bane renaming himself to Bone Horse. <laughs> did, um, did y'all? Did y'all? Vehicles, same thing. Did y'all get your horses back. This is yeah, the thing I, I wasn't expecting, back. which was nice. Wide oh, no, Eric is back. Wide Eric is back. Wide Eric is that your giant horse? Yeah, the the fuck off big horse from Breath of the Wild that's twice the size of every other horse in the I, game. I named yeah, mine his name's Epo- Wide Eric. I named mine Epona. <laughs> no, that's Wide Eric, idiot. S- hold on, spelled like this. Stupid. Fuck you. Go you fuck delete your save. E-P-W-N-A. <laughs> this is Stupid. a big fuck off horse. <laughs> uh, I, st- I stopped using horses in that game fairly early on. Really? Uh, yeah. What's funny yeah. is that as I was How? replaying the 
the DLC. You end up getting enough fast travel points and just them exploring on foot was was fine. I I, oh. I, I, I I never like I never found or rarely found that horses provided anything more than really like an aesthetically interesting way to traverse the environment yeah. as opposed to a practically practical one. Horses have vibes, Patrick. Yeah, they do. Yeah, but the vibes are are faster with the Did you ever get the special the special uh you know, the motorcycle? Saddle? The motorcycle? No. No, I didn't do I didn't, I didn't do either of the DLCs. Um, okay. So I, I didn't I didn't get that. I think the, that the ended up helping motorcycle. me use it a lot more was the DLC had that saddle saddle and bridle where where that teleports your horse. It yeah. teleports your horse directly to wherever you are. It's just a it just See that, that so that's in front of you. Yes. Which is great. So that sounds that's a more or less why I fell off. It was like right. it was just easier to fast travel and just muddle my way to the next thing that I was working my way towards. Whereas, mm. like, I would have been fine to. They would have saved me time if the horse was coming with me. But right, right. <laughs> the version of the game I played, the horse was not. I will say this: one of my favorite moments in like early tears of the kingdom was before I could find the fucking stable because it took me forever to find a fucking stable. Mm. And I was with this horse that I had like gotten to be chill with me. I convinced this horse that like we were buddies, but we were not like tight. Right. Like the horse did not have a saddle yet, <laughs> yeah. and so I would like do a fight. I would like get the horse near the fight. I would get off the horse and I'd be like, "Horse, please stay. Please, be I, chill. I am. Please I, be chill. I am begging you <laughs> to be chill while I go do this." And then I would go off and I'd go fight the guys and I would come back and the horse was like 15 feet over there. And I was like, all right, that's close enough. We're still chill. But every once in a while, the horse would like go over the other side of a hill or behind a wall. And I'd be like, fuck me, I don't have my horse. And then I have to spend like a couple of minutes looking for this dumb horse who I didn't have saddled. And like, I just think that's really fun. I think that that's like a cute thing to have to do is like find this dumb animal to be like, buddy, please, come on, we gotta go. Or alternatively, you're in a fight with a bunch of moblins and one of the idiots throws a rock at you and the rock hits your horse in the head and you and that horse are not good enough friends for that horse to let itself get hit in the head <laughs> with a rock. You are not like, ooh, friends. And like, you're not. And so your horse runs away and then you have to find a new horse. And I just, I, I don't know. I love that feeling in this game. Yeah, and we're just at a really uh, a joyous moment in... Like Elden Ring had this quality, Breath of the Wild had this quality, Tears of the Kingdom has this quality where everyone's discovering it at once. I mean, I know the game leaked early and there was the art book early and yada yada, but it seemed and there was a lot of worry that oh oh no, like when the game comes out, will it still be able to be even with the leaks fun and mysterious and with all even with all that stuff out there that I managed to mostly pretty much avoid all of it. I've just I've my feed again. This is Twitter is bad, Elon Musk bad, but like the joy of like those sorts of social networks yeah. is just logging on on the like this weekend and this will disappear in a month right like when people go through the game and it'll be less frequent but this one moment where it's just all I'm seeing is things my friends are doing things I'm doing things people are retweeting that other people are doing and it's all just discovering how this all stuff connects and what's making people happy is just it's awesome like it's just so much fun um it feels like at least, maybe it's mostly the time, the people that I follow. But it feels like that's the scene from fucking what is it, Spider Man Two, where everyone's like, "We're not gonna dox Spider Man." Like, don't worry. <laughs> we're like, yeah, the leaks are out, but like nobody's talking. Like, I think no. people people were remarkably <laughs> chill about yeah. it. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, maybe it'd be the kind of thing where I get to the end of it and go, "Well, there wasn't 
I mean, what were you going to spoil for me anyway? You know what I mean? Sort of like, this has never been a series about, you know, uh, I mean, I know this is probably the most story heavy Zelda game that probably Nintendo's ever produced. It seems like they're actually leaning into trying to tell more authored stories that like have Mm -hmm. some gravity to them than has been historically true of a series that has largely been about like (laughs) abstract mythology that repeats as opposed to being uh, more concrete. It really feels like. I it I re- it really does feel like they are they're starting to pin this stuff. I I feel like at the end of what is very clearly becoming a trilogy of games. Um, Do you think they make a third one of these? They've oh, already yeah they've already said yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah. Oh, it, it, like specifically that they 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 see this as a format huh. um, for the for the future of Zelda, and well, so I think that gets us through at least another one. But I really think they're pinning that like they they by. People loving this world and want not clearly wanting to tell stories in it, they've sort of backed themselves into a ah shit, we gotta explain things. Like uh and I mean so far the ways they're doing that seem interesting. Like yeah. I'm I am I, I like the fact that there's more gravity to the storytelling here. It gives it it makes almost like the inherent goofiness of a lot of what you're doing moment to moment, like more enjoyable because there's also like this oppressive feeling around you. I don't know. There, there's something about those two modes that work really, really well mm-hmm. for me. Well, I don't know. I think that like they have, this has kind of been what Zelda has always done as like these like duologies and like these short, like thematic duologies and trilogies. And like, I, I really appreciate them fully committing to it this time right like ocarina of time and majora's mask are directly in conversation with each other they're about the same little shit right same same kid (laughs) same little fuck (laughs) right twilight princess and skyward sword again directly talking to each other both about like these alternative kingdoms both about like both you're followed by like a weird gay freak um (laughs) they're like they're like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're also like tonal diversions for the rest of the series in a way and like aesthetically different and so like they, they, they've done this for a long time but like the idea of like really committing to it and trying to tell a cohesive story across games is is i don't know i think that's exciting i think that's fun and honestly i don't think they seem that bad at it yet um, No, it, it doesn't feel forced right yeah. it doesn't it doesn't feel as though like oh we have you know because what video what gamers expect these days are compelling storylines so we like nintendo's never done it seems like they've arrived at this at a natural place mm-hmm. and it it there's just as much here as it needs to be and they they've seemed to have leaned into it more with this one but because both the audience is responding to it and because they have a story they want to tell as opposed to um what nintendo's done in the past which is like i don't know there's a story here mm-hmm. so that you can get from level a to level b and it's fine but like this one there's just more going on but in a way that i'm enjoying and and they figured out the secret to making any sequel, which is Make that everyone hotter. It, that's Patrick. That is literally the word for word what I was about to say. You have to make everyone uh, hotter. Yeah, when I, when I make it to Lookout so, Tower and they show me so, that the scientist lady, and I'm and like, like, oh my god, just, just wow. Let's go. That's a win. That's a win for me. I you won. just did that. I win you just, today. Everybody wins. Who are you per- horny? Like, don't worry. <laughs> You're not horny for this this person. Don't worry. Around door number three is a person that we know you're going to be horny for. I, I truly feel like they have tried to court literally everyone with just three characters. Mm. Those characters are New Pura. Mm-hmm. Option one. Option two. Ganondorf. 
<laughs> By the way, did you read the interview quote yeah. about the design for Ganondorf? Like this, this one horny, secluded artist that's just <laughs> toiling away at sexy we've, Ganondorf. We've we've had this pervert on staff for the last ten years, <laughs> and we've had to we've had to keep that motherfucker in check. Ugh. And the joy I saw in his eyes when I told him to just really freak him up. <laughs> was incredible. Oh. Like, thank you. Thank you, producer Amazing. of The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I really appreciate you doing that for the culture. Uh, option three, Raru. Yeah. People mm, are yeah. losing their yeah. fucking minds over that sexy goat man. want to fuck the goat man. <laughs> and you know what? Good for you. Good, good for you. I'm glad you have the goat man. Are you kidding me? Who cares me? if he doesn't have a right hand? Mm, Make no. it work. No, hey, no, his right hand is our ghost arm and it's sick as fuck. Yeah, it's yeah. a sick as fuck ghost arm. Imagine Thank what he can do much. with that ghost arm. Yeah, I bet the fingers. I mean, you like, imagine disconnect. that. You imagine. Don't tell me about it. But you imagine that. You don't write your fanfic. Uh, I bet those like pop off. Ooh. <laughs> well, well, they're gonna no, be pop. It, it, mm. I mean, it's it's like, no, like remote controlled. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Something, something, the stranger, something, something. Okay. Um. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I might cut that one. <laughs> All right. Well, nope. No. You don't, get to do no. you don't get to cut that. Cut it for if, what if, reason? If, 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 I, if, I, if you're not going to cut me talking about Raru's robot hands disconnecting and like having remote control, you don't get to cut the stranger, you freak. Okay, fine. You don't get that. This <sighs> kind of leans back and takes a <laughs> sip out of that goddamn straw again. Like I, th- being clever about like I'll sip the straw on my way back on my chair, and then my mic will pick it up less. It, I mean, it worked. It's if I have to live in sin, we all have to live in sin, Cotto. All right, we're mm-hmm. living in sin. It's true. Thank you. <laughs> it's the waypoint way. <laughs> It God. is. It is. Uh, well, okay. Well, I'm sure we'll be talking more about Tears of the Kingdom as we have a chance to play more of it in uh, the the weeks that we have uh, left here. Um, we do. I do know. I want to note that the uh, like the EU did uh, essentially, you know, give their approval to the Activision Blizzard acquisition by Microsoft. If you want to hear me ramble about that for a while, head over to GiantBomb.com. I was on Jeff Grubb's uh, Game Mess Mornings where we talked about that and bunch of other news but figured we wanted to spend more time uh talking about tears of the kingdom instead of the political bureaucracy of like the eu versus uh the uk's regulatory agency um but uh we do want to keep answering uh your questions uh and so i uh i my, so my mailbag i did not get formally added to the mailbag address until 2021 so i cannot scroll back to all the way back the way Rob uh, can, but I could scroll back to 2021. Um, and so I can pluck uh, some from back then. And so this comes in from Robbie in uh, 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 Akron, Ohio. Is that how you pronounce that? Akron? Akron. 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 Hey, Waypoint crew, would you rather live in Europe for a year while receiving 2000 per month stipend or Go to the moon for 10 minutes. Note your safety is guaranteed. Either we, way. Did we answer no, this? We, first yeah, one? We, what? Answered, we, we did. Answered. That's Sorry. okay. That's okay. Uh, the f- a $2,000 stipend? Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, Wait, what? For how long? A year? A year. A month. $2,000 a month. For a yeah. year and you just live there. Because if you say you live in Europe, that implies to me that housing is provided. Well, it says your safety is guaranteed, and housing, is, is, yeah. is according to Waypoint, yeah. is safety. Is safety. Yeah. yeah, housing 100%. is safety. Food, food safety. Is safety. 
Okay. So well, I just have $2,000 to go buck wild. Yeah, to fuck <laughs> around. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm gonna fuck around moon? and find out in Europe for two thousand dollars a month. Like ten minutes on the moon? Who would pick not that? Not worth it. No, I think I did, and I think I still would. <laughs> cool, you're a clown. Well, because you still are. There's no other way I'm gonna get up there. The assumption I think was that you mm-hmm. get teleported, right? Or it's like some sort yeah, of yeah, 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 some sort of like magical. Like I don't have to go through the fucking terror and trauma of being launched into space on a rocket. Which, no, that's the fun part. That's not the fun part. The fun part is looking back from the You're moon towards Earth. Yeah, I, I think it's okay that for, in this <laughs> fantasy Ricotta to imagine that they just appear in you like appear in like a hotel ho- hotel lunar right and and it's like oh i could just Look, sit down here I with a cocktail and i can experiencing minutes. the awe of seeing the the planet that we live on from afar mm-hmm. is worth it when i could probably figure out a year in europe if i really wanted to long term what about the awe of being able to just kind of vibe for like a whole year are you kidding me you're telling oh, me I, vibe. that is uh, but it's only one one year. I don't know. Like, make it. It's like, only ten minutes. Yeah, but you only need ten minutes to take in the awe of the planet and the cosmos. Cut out, cut I want you to be real with me. I want you to be real with me right now. Yeah. How much fucking awe are you actually gonna take in? I think a lot. I think a, a lot. Yeah, ten minutes is. Everyone would. Everyone like looking says at the face, that, like, like seeing, looking at the face of God for ten minutes. Yeah, that's every, <laughs> pretty long. That's a lot of awe. That's a lot of awe. It, 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 the thing is, is that it is literally impossible for me to ever get up to the moon. Mm-hmm. There's no way I'm doing that on my own. But you could go to. But Europe. I could go to Europe. I could figure yeah, out. I, I've been to Europe. I lived in. I lived in Europe for four months. It's not a whole year, but I did that. It's like one third of a year, though. Yeah. You're on your way. Yes. Like, it's... Did you have to work? I was in school. No. That's That that counts. No, it doesn't. I was mm. studying art. I was studying yeah, art. I don't know. <laughs> I went to yeah, Oh, then it definitely doesn't count. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> I, I did a semester abroad in Italy, and then after that, for another an extra month, I traveled through Europe. Mm-hmm. It was sick, it but that's doable. Sick. That is in our plane of existence for all of us. Like we I, could I don't figure know this, it out. I don't know. If this I can't is true, get to the I'm, moon. How the fuck am right. I going to get to the moon? <laughs> I don't know. If this was part of the conversation we answered this previous time, and it does occur to me now, ever having picked it, that yes, we definitely did this question. But <laughs> I wonder out. if a former, like previous Patrick, brought up that that I think this question is easier for you. To choose that answer, sure, because you already did the Europe part. Yeah. You did a third of it, right? Like yeah. uh, Kata's European vacation, <laughs> one third done. Yeah, um, just two thirds unfulfilled. Thus, kind of already did like option A. Yeah, you know, I, and I, then option B becomes more appealing. I, I've not done the former. I think I would. I think I would do the Europe thing because it's harder for me to imagine actually being able to carve out. Like if I'm doing it right now, at this point in my life, sure. like going to Europe yeah. for a year, like. Where well, uh, I'm assuming at this point, then like my my kids' school is like all a bunch of things are taken care of, and I just get to be there and just like right. and as Ren said, vibe. That's very very appealing. Yeah, because I never did the European like sort of trip in in college or anything like that. Um, but I, I get I understand how one awes at the moon. Yeah, I guess I guess for me, it's just like you can find the face of God in a bunch of shit. You know, it doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be the planet. Like the, sure. like the it doesn't need to like be, that- but that specific one. 
mm-hmm. is so unattainable. That, 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 yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. But also, like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe, hey, hey, maybe I want to find the face of God in the moments of connection between me and a random European. <laughs> You know? See that this is where we, <laughs> this is like where we differ. Intended. I ain't talking to anybody out there. I need a travel buddy because otherwise I will talk to no one for a year straight. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Uh, this comes in. This is new. Uh, this comes from Owen uh, in uh, Galway, Ireland. Uh, the art of not giving a shit, or how I learn to stop worrying and just eat the ramen. Dear Waypoint crew. What things do you not give a shit about? Which I feel like this is a question for Kata. <laughs> a, well, they wrote quick and then crossed it out. Anecdote. Once as a teenager, a friend was staying overnight at my house. I think we probably spent the entire time playing Kingdom Hearts 2 in the attic. Nice. We descended. That's just, a, that's a very specific term. We descended only for instant ramen. I remember the two of us crowded around our bowls. We were at a weird stage then when we would cook the noodles without any flavoring and then add the powder to the dry cooked noodles just before eating them. I raised my finger, about to tell my friend the best way to mix the powder in, to get the maximum noodle coverage. Mm -hmm. He, sensing my incoming unwelcome advice, poured the entire flavor packet into the heap in one spot, grabbed the fork, and shoveled the noodles into his face, chewing aggressively. I do feel like at some point in this story, these people should kiss. Like, there's a vibe here, but, like, I'm not. Yeah. Some noodles missed his mouth. Some powdered flavoring ended up on his cheeks and nose. But the enduring fuck you look he gave me is one that has always stuck with me. He flaunted not giving a shit. And honestly, to this day, I still respect that move. Over the years, listening to Waypoint, I've heard you all offer opinions on coffee cup warmers, homemade hummus, burrito no-nos, and best practices for drinking whiskey. I received all this information gladly. However... What I would like to know is, what is something that other people like, other that other people like just so, but you could not give a shit about? You like your hot chocolate cold, your ice cream warm, your pizza with pickles, your overhead lights on instead of your nice corner lamp. I will miss Waypoint sorely. Thank you for all your amazing work. Best regards, Owen in Ireland. What's something that I don't give a shit about? Don't do. I feel like this is. I feel like this is Patrick's like life. <laughs> yeah. So I just mean like so many times when we bring mm-hmm. things up, your response mm-hmm. is like I couldn't care less. Yeah. When, like we're doing yeah. fancy like, you know, fancy. So I coffee. spent two hours and- <laughs> prepping this orange to go on a drink, yeah. and I was like, you, yeah, I just, I just drank it. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm good. Um, I just poured that shit straight in my mouth. A connoisseur um, of AMC's uh, theater. Uh, oh, I'm so mad. I have to get laid off and then don't want to pay for a babysitter because I really... Do you see the Guardians of the Galaxy one? No, what is it? Oh, my God. It's so bad. Uh, oh, maybe I did. Is it? Is it huge? I'm starting to remember. Is it huge? Is it like in a big cup? Is it weird? It's got gummies. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, here we go. I'm, I'm pasting it. Um... <laughs> yeah, here it is. Oh fuck yeah, yeah this sucks. Oh, Mixed that's right. With, uh, that's right. I do remember jam this. out to a 24 ounce drink that's peanut, peanut butter and delicious. The awesome butter. mix volume three, mixed with screwball peanut butter. Whiskey. Sorry, there's there's screwball peanut butter whiskey. I got I got There's also gummies, and that implies mm-hmm. to me 
that they're fucking claiming that gummies could also be called jellies. And I just want to say, <laughs> if you call gummies jellies, absolutely I, I'm, not. I'm gonna ping you off the goddamn ground like I do Link. I swear to God. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be from near orbit. Unacceptable. Cannot call them jellies. Oh my god. They're gummies. Fuck. Oh. People say yeah, anything. I'm upset because there's so many like this year is, I think, the first, like, real, like, return of summer movies. Yeah. Like, there's, like, a bunch of stuff coming out this summer. And um, we were supposed to go see this uh, last week. And then one of my, my one of my kids was sick. And we had to cancel the babysitter. And we haven't been able to set up a replacement since. And I'm worried. I think Fast, the new Fast movie is, like, the newest one coming out, like, either this weekend or next weekend. I'm worried it means they'll have to replace it with some other bullshit drink. And I don't want the Fast 10 drink. I want the... I wanted this shitty <laughs> screwball peanut butter whiskey, which I will say, if you've never tried screwball peanut butter whiskey, it is like surprisingly decent. You don't want to like have a glass full of it, but as like a little shot that you like sip, you will come away from it going like, huh, that was all right. Like that was better than it probably should have been. Who, who was it? Was Patrick, were you there for the orange whiskey day? Mm-hmm. The orange whiskey yes. day was a real treat. That was a yes. re- that was a real treat. Uh, well, when- that was uh, J- Jameson's orange whiskey, yes. if I recall correctly. Jameson um, orange over at uh, Meckleberg's. Yeah, yeah, place. I guess I will never be, never go again. <laughs> I guess that was uh, R- R.I.P. to me going to Meckleberg's. Oh, God. Um, I should go one last time for for old times' sake. Cato, do you want to do you want to go to Max? Yeah, there's a closer one. No, there's one. No. We you have to go to the, <laughs> the one. Go really gotta go, we the, gotta go to like the, the bankrupt advice office. We gotta the go one in bed the, the, the one in bedside is actually between us. We could meet in the middle. No, <laughs> we don't have to go no. to Williamsburg. No, we should go to the Williamsburg one. I gotta go to the office at some point. Actually, that, I gotta I gotta pick some shit up. Yeah, up there. I actually think that uh, I think that uh, sorry, it's become a Kyle and I planning a lunch. I think that yeah, Jason's yeah, actually ahead. in town right now. Oh really? Wow. Or it was either that or he or he was in the LA offices. But I I said I'll be in the office in forty five minutes in Slack. Wow. We could vary. I, I, I'm I'm just saying that there. I I would I would I would go to Max as a treat. We, we should. Yeah, we should go to Max. We should go to Max. I would I would inflict that upon myself as a treat. <laughs> I remember the orange the orange the orange whiskey. I'd love to inflict something upon yourself as a treat. The the orange whiskey was. Uh, it tasted more orange than whiskey. I remember it was uh, we were, uh, were comparing it to um, ah, uh, what was it? I mean, oh, there was a specific like kids drink that it that it tasted yeah. like. We had Shit. it. I remember that we had it, and then it's kind of like orange crush or something yes, like that. I think is what it tasted more like. I think Natalie took a sip of it and went, "Oh, this would be a problem." <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> it doesn't taste like whiskey. No, it does not. It does oh, not geez. even a little bit. Not even not even a smidgen. No. Can can anyone think of uh, does anything come um, to my, I'm, I mean I feel like like even to know like specific examples of a thing that you like that you know annoys other people I it, that has just like just been a you know that's been a practice of this podcast yeah. for a long time is just uh, having uh, examples of things like that I I did have one for another person who did it was actually ramen recently. Or my oh, girlfriend. Okay. Yeah, I guess also it doesn't have to be ourselves. If you if you if you can think of experiences in your life where people have done things where you were just rubbing your temples, uh, please proceed. My my girlfriend recently we had we were just like didn't want to do anything. We didn't want to go out. We didn't want to order food. And then she was just like, oh, I think I have some instant ramen. Uh, and then she starts making it, and it's just freestyling. 
She's mm. just she's just fucking freestyling, cooking it, not setting a time, boiling water, not setting a timer, uh, putting the packet in, not really sure when, just oh, complete mm. putting in an <laughs> uncertain amount of water. Hell yeah! And then and then here's the kicker. Here's the kicker. My girlfriend makes her bowl of ramen. Okay, she pours it out, leaves some of the sauce packeted water in the in the in the pot puts in more water starts boiling that for me to make my ramen in wow so i have no fucking clue how much sauce is in there what the sodium (laughs) content is gonna be i have to just completely fucking guess on that shit and you know what guys did not go well it did not go well (laughs) especially because i will say this i spent a lot of time when I was uh, growing up, my mom like worked late, like pretty consistently, because um, she was a uh, middle school teacher, and so she also worked at Kohl's and still works at Kohl's. And so, single mom works jobs, never stops. Um, and so, I, had, I spent a lot of time eating ramen as like a teen, and I got very fucking particular. So also probably autism. I got very fucking particular about how I cook my shit. If you get like a Marachan ramen pack, here's my here's my here's my advice. Boil the water. Get the water boiling. Put the noodles in. Not for the three minutes it recommends. But do it for two minutes and 30 seconds. Mm. While still boiling. The second it hits 230, turn off the heat on your stove. But leave the ramen there. In the spot that was once heated with a heating element of some kind. And let the residual heat keep it warm and like continue to cook it just a little bit as you apply the sauce packet and then stir that shit up for one minute and you put it in a bowl and you just let it sit until it's cool enough to eat and if you do this you get ramen it's just lightly firm enough where you're like huh i'm kind of surprised by how pleasant that texture is And that's what you're looking for for instant ramen. At least that's what I'm looking for, is to be moderately surprised by how amenable that texture is to my palate. Can't remember the last time I had an instant ramen, but I would definitely just spoil it for three minutes and get it over with. <laughs> this is absolutely yes. one of those. That's one of those foods where well, you're just like, <laughs> I'm going to faster than you. And it's better. <laughs> no, you're in, uh, hold on. The implication, yeah, 2.30, but then you let it cool down till it's cool enough. That's going to be more than 30 seconds. Sorry, Kata, are you suggesting to me that you are not letting it cool down until it's hot, until it's cool enough to eat without scalding your fucking mouth? What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, you just fucking pour it out and it's ready. Done. One and done. And then you eat it? And you eat it. mm, Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not waiting that long. It's ramen. You're going to burn the shit out of your mouth. Maybe. No, I don't think so. I I like I don't know. We grew up drinking hot things. This is the thing that that we learned as as small children. I don't know why if um this is how how early you like get taught in other cultures, but Colombians we we get taught how to drink without burning ourselves. And it's not really a trick to it other than just like <laughs> knowing skin knowing part of it part of it is just knowing like knowing from the external heat 
whether it's too hot, right? Like learning that part of it of just like you can tell without before you put it into your mouth that it's too hot for your for you. The other part of it is like mouth plate, like pl- like where you put it in your mouth. Like some parts burn faster than others. Like your cheeks are a little more tough sometimes. You can kind of put it in the side of your mouth and not burn your your tongue. What the fuck <laughs> are you talking about? True. True. Oh, I went to chipmunk school. <laughs> Kata, what the fuck are you doing? Because this is you suggesting to me that like you have a secret to not burning your mouth that yeah, doesn't. Yeah, I, put, I, 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 I swallow my ramen and I put it in my chip. Here's the thing: the ramen itself wouldn't be that hot. It would be the the, the soupy, the water, the the water. But you could start eating the ramen. The ramen's ramen in the water. The, yeah, yeah, but they're not the same heat. They're not the it's same. It's true. You can't take the noodles. You take out. the noodles like, out I will with do a that. fork. Yeah, and I, you I, avoid I, I burning will, your tongue on yeah, the and water, then, and then you and you're waiting for the noodles to cool down yeah, in that yeah. process while still starting to eat the yeah, food, exactly. and then you can lift the bowl up and you can drink. Then the, you can drink the, the leftovers. Yeah, you, you gotta drink I'm, the leftovers. I'm, I'm livid about this. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, my uh, my some version of this of mine is that I like to put ketchup on my hot dogs. Live in Chicago. Fuck you. I don't care. Um, all right, another <laughs> wow. old email. You've lost uh, your Chicago. Uh, you can't uh, live there anymore. Oh, sorry, I don't like relish. This is green weird shit. I don't want it. Um, <laughs> Jerry, isn't it just little? Right. When it comes to sorry, isn't relish just little pickles? Do I not know what relish is? It's sweet. Oh, fuck off! No, I don't want that anywhere near sweet my shit. Sweet relish is usually what people do. <clears throat> There's unsweetened mm-hmm. relish. Mm-hmm. Fuck out of here. How do you? How would you feel if you put? Potato chips, onions, and mayonnaise on a on a hot dog. Awful. That's a, that's yeah, a Colombian special it. there. Mayo's fucked up. Mustard. We're born. I don't know why we here. do that, but mayo no, and actually, onions. Okay, I fuck. I don't fuck with mustard. Sorry. Mayo Thank and you. onions is a like. I've never seen it anywhere else, but there's two hot dog places in South Florida that are Colombian based that that do this thing, and we did it as 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 children, and it's delicious. But I don't mayo. think other people eat mayo. Guess mayo I'll chip just have and, to mayo chip and onion. The, trust the squirrel on this one. <laughs> uh, Sammy, this is from 2021. Writes in Highway Point Radio Crew. Below is a very unpleasant question that I've seen slash heard on various podcasts, and I figured it might be y'all's turn. I guess it's our turn in 2023. Great. A rat is going in your mouth. There's no way around I- this. <laughs> would you rather the rat go in head first or tail first thanks again and sorry I guess Sammy. son of a bitch <laughs> is this what you're saying to the rat or to the or to Sammy I don't want to get bit We're going does the rat have easy. malicious intent <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like how is what's the problem? Is it just is, is it just, just an ele- like an elevator going down? Yeah. Like hello, yeah. like welcome to your mouth. Oh, like I'm coming, I'm working my way down. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck your shit up. Or is because it like someone's I, or is it like someone's like dipping a rat in your mouth and then removing. Sure, it? and it, but is the rat chill or is it freaking out too? Because then it might just attack me. I would say head first if it's chill. I feel like. Yeah. No. Just yeah, because you I'm don't want you. rat ass in your mouth. You don't want rat <laughs> ass in your mouth. I don't want rat mouth in my mouth. Okay. That seems no, fine, but their no, mouth is no, closed. No, stop. Stop. They're going to give my, you a little no, lick on your my, tongue? Is that what you're worried about? No, here's my counterpoint. No, no, no. Here's my counterpoint. Here's my counterpoint. Rat, pretty gross. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But 
I trust. Well, I, mean, I can't believe what I'm about to say. Rats, rats are chill. Rats can be chill. Is it a, I, is it a street tr- rat or is it a pet rat? I trust the rat's digestive system more than I do the rat's judgment of what it's going to eat. Because I bet the rat puts some fucked up shit in and around its mouth that it's like internal digestive system and like immune system deals with for me. That's gonna, I, 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 there is, there is an intermediary step of thing that is going to get sick before me. And so, listen, Kato, I will trust rat ass more. I trust the digestive it's system. It's 2023, we're eating ass out here. <laughs> yeah, we are. Not a rat's, oh. but broth. <laughs> I don't give a rat's ass except for this one. <laughs> next question. We have fun. I hope we, I hope we answered it. Um, you didn't give an answer, this, uh, Patrick. No, I, I'm, 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 I'm with you. I think I, if it's a, I'm, I'm presuming friendly rat. Yeah, and I just slide, slide on down, buddy. Face, mouth first. Yeah. get in there. Like, mm-hmm. also, bias the tail goes. Wait, through. is it? Yeah, is it going and then continuing, or no. is it dipping? Here's is it going to come back out? I'll also say, if the rat goes ass first, the rat has an easier exit method. Because, like, if you put the rat in face first. Mm-hmm. And you cannot remove the rat yourself. That rat has to turn around. Do you want a rat turning around in your mouth? That is not a large I've, space. I've assumed this was a one-way trip for the rat. The rat has been oh, condemned in my stomach acids. And, and is, <laughs> no. good, good luck with that one. I think the rat's being dipped. I think this that's is a dipped horrible. rat. Because it doesn't say you're eating a rat. Or a rat is going into your stomach. True. It says a rat going is going into, into your, your mouth. mouth. And it doesn't say just mouth. Which does yeah. imply to me like... And the, therefore, it's stopping there. If I was like leaning over and I'm opening my mouth and the rat is being dipped in, I still think I want it mouth. I still, yeah. th- I think yeah. I because I still, the, I, I still agree I, with my assessment. I think that the only thing that you should really be afraid of is like the rat's yeah. tail going down throat, but that's not going to happen. The rat's going to coil its tail. The rat knows better than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to go like in like the soft, in like the in like the in like the soft palate. I've already gone over that, Kato. <laughs> I've already gone over that. I trust the rat. I trust the rat's asshole more than I do its mouth. <laughs> All right. Apologies to this like really nice email written by KT having to follow that. This is a new one. <clears throat> a little bit longer. We're gonna try and include some of these people being nice as we as we do some of these last podcasts. Uh, this email has some identifying details, but I think they're important to leave in for what I'm trying to say. Uh, it's okay if you don't read it on the air. I just hope it's not too late for y'all to see it. Well, we're going to read it on air. Uh, I started listening to Waypoint Radio in the summer of 2018. I'd recently stayed in the hospital, which led me to switching from line to, uh, commissary cook. Uh, it was much quieter. Commissary cook? Commissary. It was a much quieter, uh, environment than I was used to. And I used podcasts to fill that space. Uh, I'd stopped playing video games by then, but every single voice in the pod had something deeply interesting to say. My list of podcast subscriptions grew endlessly, but Waypoint Radio or its offshoots updated, that was the real shit. I now have several Waypoint favorites in my Steam library. I've changed employers twice since then. With each new set of difficulties, I felt consoled by the refrain, fuck capitalism, go home. And I was at my current job, the most bearable one by far, when I heard the news about Waypoint ending. I actually made one of those aforementioned career changes because I lived in Arkansas at the time, and the legislature had just put forward four different transphobic laws. Now I live in Kansas City. I promise I'm going somewhere with this. And both Kansas and Missouri are both moving forward legislation that is obscenely more transphobic. 
It's true that KC is becoming a sanctuary city, but I've also found that being in a city where I can get hormones sandwiched in the middle of two entire states brimming with conservatives kind of feels like living in the world's shittiest castle and just hoping that nobody decides to do anything about it. So it was in the middle of protesting, crying, and all these things of doom and despair that I heard the news. But also around that time, my girlfriend brought up the idea of moving to Chicago next year. While the idea of Chicago danced in my mind, I listened to one of the podcasts after the, quote, reveal had happened, in which Ren, Rob, Patrick, and Kato were all upfront about their feelings. It had resonance. I didn't want to hear people talk to me like things were fine. I finished closing up, took my headphones out, went to the front of the restaurant to clock out, and what else was playing but Tracy Chapman's Give Me One More Reason. Look, I don't believe in messages from the universe or angel numbers or anything, but taking a big next step, symbolism of death and rebirth, etc., felt very significant to me. I remember the exact date of Waypoint's end because it is one day before my birthday. So, I don't know. Everything is sad. Everything is frightening. Horrible things are happening. And then something is happening after that. I can't imagine this is very reassuring to hear from a random fan. But I think a lot of things y'all have said have led to me finding my own reassurance this way. And I hope that's something. Thanks for the many, many hours of pod. Keep refilling those camelbacks in the drive-thru. KT. <laughs> wow. Can't stop us. Can't stop. Well, can't stop some of us. Well camelbacks in the drive-thru god the camelback is particularly difficult too i feel like a bottle would mm-hmm. be fine i think we i think that's what i said last time <laughs> wait sorry <laughs> we sorry, can't sorry are we debating whether or not it's okay to ask someone to refill your we can't we can't do this again it was a bad it was a bad period in the podcast I get it's it. regrettable i get it i just want to i just want to know one thing but yeah Don't if, do like it. can you like be at a in a fast food okay. line, like at a McDonald's, and like hand the person a camelback and be like, "Could you fill this up?" For if me? someone, I worked at Starbucks. If somebody off asked me to put a refresher in there, I would have, I would have, <laughs> my sheer anger would have manifested a forty-five caliber handgun, and I would have ended <laughs> them. Well, Ren was on my side in that conversation. I would have, I would have obliterated uh, that person. I feel like Not I putting, forget. <clears throat> I feel like I forget if it was a camelback or. A bottle, because I, in my mind, this conversation have to do around like a, like a water bottle, like a thermos situation, like a, one Still of these. Bad. I'm holding up my water. Uh, yeah, I, I believe I was in the. It doesn't matter. Don't hand them. No, the because a camelback is fucking heinous. It's like no. a weird bag, like loose thing that doesn't like that doesn't work. <laughs> but it also could be this again. We're just reading. I don't. Why did, this is a camelback water bottle. Like we're just doing. We can't do no, this. I just, I just want to say one. Ren's thing. perspective is the only one, one that matters. Kato, you and I, we, shut the fuck up. I don't get paid to touch your shitty water bottle. I don't get paid to do. No. That. I get paid to touch that mm-hmm. cup. I am mm-hmm. given seven dollars and fifty cents an hour to touch that shitty fucking cup, and that's the only goddamn beverage receptacle that's going to touch my hands. I don't owe you like that. Sure as fuck, don't owe Starbucks like that. Keep going. 2021. <laughs> Jerry writes, hello. Hi. When it comes to special, you know, just shout out to Jerry, just saying hi. You know, yeah. like, you know, sometimes it's nice hey. to just, uh, just get, hey, hello. Oh, how's it going? When it comes to special items given due to promotions, pre-orders, collector's editions, or whatever the case, what do you do with all of them? For instance, Infamous 2 came with a backpack and a coal statue. I put the statue up on a shelf and it's followed me from home to home ever since. The backpack I used until it fell apart. On the flip side, I've met people who do their best to leave it in pristine condition for unknown reasons, as it doesn't look like they'll ever sell it. I can only imagine given your professions, a lot of the stuff is piled up, so what is your method of dealing with it? Best, Jerry, P.S. These days I do my best to buy everything digital and avoid 
getting more statues. I don't really get collector's editions. I wanted one mm-hmm. for Tears of the Kingdom, but I wasn't fast yeah. enough. My legs weren't quick enough. I couldn't get it. Uh, My legs weren't quick enough. Were you ever, ever one of those people, even pre-getting to this professional? Not really. Just uh, I've never really been one of those people. I mean, I like a steelbook. Here's the thing. If yeah. if people just sold steelbooks, I would buy mm-hmm. that shit like, it, like constantly. I would be so annoying because I just, I don't know. I like, the, I like the little metal case. It makes my brain feel good. The Bloodborne Collector's Edition. This, there's one exception. I got Bloodborne Collector's Edition. Uh, or like maybe just like the special edition that had like the little art book. There's a little art book mm-hmm. and a steelbook case, and I treasure that shit. I think it's very cool. I like it a lot. But yeah, I fuck with steelbooks. Basically nothing else. I don't want your little statue. That's not true. I wanted the Millennia statue. Yeah, that we got for to Elden the... Ring. <laughs> I was that about to that. say. Millennia. Yeah, I wanted, yeah. I wanted that. One day, one day I'll find some way no, to. It's okay. Not spend ninety dollars to ship that, okay. and then, <laughs> then we, have, we have to find right. have to find a way to That's do okay. that. I, uh, I think the only ones I've ever cared about were Destiny ones because usually they're not statues. There's like a bunch of other mm. bullshit in there. That's great. Um, usually books with lore on them and things like that. A couple of recent ones did have it, but like I. It's like if it's interesting to like the game world, like uh, I would want it more than like here's a cool figurine of a specific character, you know. So yeah. So you're saying that you didn't take the Waypoint Cade Six. The Waypoint Cade Six is gonna live in that building forever. <laughs> yeah. Gonna leave that as a mark. Oh yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Let's just cut it. Let's let's have a real moment here, real quick. Mm-hmm. We're not taking any of that shit. That's their problem. The like. The like, yeah, yeah, no. the no, like decoration. No, no, no. no. Someone's someone gonna someone find a ghillie suit has in like to handle 10 that ghillie years. suit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah. like, wow, 100%. this kind of looks like mushy. Weird. I wonder if they ever did anything with that. Uh, yeah, I mean, big no, big, you know, no big surprise that I don't really care for like collecting physical collector editions, like the rare, like. Uh, exception I've made to that uh, in recent years was yeah some of the Elden Ring stuff which that didn't the coolest thing was the blanket and it's not even mine my oldest kid stole that as soon as I got it has never given it back she sleeps with an Elden Ring blanket that's sick though every single that's pretty sick night. though <laughs> Like come yeah, on, <laughs> takes takes it with her when we do picnics. Like it is, like it is one of her prizes. It's still within the family, at least you know. It is, it, and frankly, it's cooler that she has this blanket that she doesn't understand, but but just wants because it was her dad's. Uh, than 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 anything else. The the one other exception over the years was um, when Resident Evil Seven came out. Uh, like. What'll happen is like I do a lot of the press interactions for or, or the PR interactions for for Waypoint, and usually I'm like turning down like please don't send us like just send a code like it's just so much just send send a code, um and one time Capcom was like hey can, I know you should say no but can we do you want like the Resident Evil Seven thing I was like well let me look it up <laughs> like you, probably not I don't need like a CD of the soundtrack and and whatever. But then one of the things that was in the collector's edition was a miniaturized recreation of the the house in RE7, like the Ooh. exterior. Like it's an actual Holy shit. like fancy dollhouse that has oh, you take yeah. off a piece of the chimney and then you turn this knob and it, it makes some noise. Um, it's super cool. That's awesome. I mean, that, that sits up on a shelf. And part of the reason I like it is because it's just a creepy looking 
you know, uh, house. And then when people ask what it is, I can I can explain um, it. And then, yes, as Brent is pointing out, they have you can see the Disco Elysium jacket literally hanging in your closet behind you. <laughs> yeah, I, that's my one exception is I will get I will get nice clothes. If I if, that, if, if, if a clothing item is like well made, I will acquire it. Uh, if I if I really love the thing um, that Disco Elysium jacket is my favorite article of clothing. It may have found me employment so you know what i think it's a pretty neat jacket if you ask me i mean yeah i, I have I, like clothing in general I'm, I'm more pro clothing than i am like trinkets and um uh other uh, like physical objects like so, stuff like that like a, a good sweatshirt or something would be be cooler than uh I, that's harder to manufacture than it is to, you know a statue so i get that i have like a fair amount of trinkets but it's never from like a collector like edition mm-hmm. thing it's mostly actually most of them are like free and or a thing that i i, ma- I made from a kit right like i, I enjoyed the like process right. of making my my gundam kits i did however snipe this thing hold on I'll, I'll just i'll say this we'll categorize that if i announce something really cool in a few months you can thank that fucking jacket that jacket's a real one i have this little uh the dollhouse that you mentioned reminded me of this. It's like a little room, a singular room that has a little Gengar in it. It's oh, this is around. so cute. It's adorable. I love this. This was like from a oh, set. like little pieces of paper. Yeah, the little like floating, like, ooh, there's a ghost in the room making the paper move around. It's got like a little window. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> nothing's like, no, nothing's like glued it. down or anything. <laughs> tries to show us the cool toy and breaks Gengar. Yeah. I, um, this was like in a blind box, uh, of like, there were like four different ones and I only cared about Gengar. There were like four other ghost Pokemon. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. if I get one of those, I'll be sad, but I'll still enjoy it. Cause I like Pokemon, but mm-hmm. I want the Gengar. And I stood over that box of like the four, there were only four in there. So I knew it was one of these four had to be Gengar. I stood over it for like a solid two minutes just being like, which one's got the right vibes? And motherfucker, I picked it out. I could feel the Gengar vibes emanating from this one box. I knew it was it was the right one and there and there they were. There was the Gengar. Uh but like for the most part, yeah, the Chashkis I have are things that I've built and or have been given for free. I, I don't know, I don't I don't feel like there have been that many times I've been tempted otherwise by by little figurines in like a purchasing situation. Mm-hmm. Get that back up there, Kyle. I'm, I'm trying. You got this. I'm trying. I'm very, we're very, None of it's I'm glued very down. It's just kind of, no, just kind of sits there. Fuck. The, the papers riveted. keep falling over. <laughs> I feel like I'm watching <laughs> like something. <laughs> I'm trying to, I, I could have just waited until the end of this podcast to do this, but now okay. Kyle, you have to do it live. Go. I feel like I'm watching one of our keyboard screens again. It's going back onto the shelf where it lives. We made it! <laughs> it's okay. Everything's good. <laughs> hey, Kato, play yeah. Ocean. Okay. Uh, and that'll be a podcast. Uh, one down, two to go? Well, three. We'll probably do three. sports. We'll do sports. Well, also, yeah. we, gotta, we gotta move the we number three up. days. Yeah, we have we do have uh, we have three weeks. We have three weeks left. Wait, are we were we including this week in the three weeks? Oh, I was. Yeah, sorry. I was like one, oh, two, three. Right? Okay. Well, yeah. what episode is this? Uh, five sixty six. Seven, eight. 
We need one more. Oh, so we, we need do one need one more. Okay. I'm just saying we could. I think yeah, we need, I think we yeah. need one more. Well, you know, if, uh, <laughs> you know, certainly during uh, our last week, we'll wanting to be promoting all the stuff that folks are, are working on, you know, whether like together or independently and where people can follow all the stuff that we're doing. So uh, it'll make sense to do two podcasts in that last yeah, week. So I think- don't worry, yeah. we can we can hit that magic number. Um, so you I know, just I, say you know, by the right way, exactly. I mean, I guess that, that you know, sort of like to set expectations for the the coming weeks. You know, we uh, things will probably be a little sleepier. Uh, you know, this week, next week, and then that last week. Hopefully, we'll we'll hit it kind of hard to kind of do a farewell. We will have some sort of you know goodbye stream sort of thing. Um, you know, it'll uh, kind of depend on, on lining up schedules and figuring all that, but we will, we will do a send off to waypoint. Um, and we will, we'll do something where everyone can get together and, uh, you know, we can do, uh, we'll do snow halation one last time. Don't you worry. I will, <laughs> we would not, uh, we will not close out waypoint without, uh, doing, doing that with, uh, one, one last instance, uh, make sure to go over to, Twitch.tv slash Waypoint. You can see Kato and Austin playing five hours of uh, Tears of the Kingdom, messing around with the intro to that game. <laughs> five five increasingly tell. more delirious hours as uh-huh, we get uh-huh, deeper and uh-huh. deeper into the night. <laughs> yes, and and yeah, if somehow you missed it from earlier in the podcast. Do note that started at midnight and went till five in the morning. As I feel like key to understanding the state of play uh, of the two uh, actors involved uh, in that, in that stream and why some decisions may or may not be made as a result of that process. Uh, last week, Rob and I finished up dead space. We finally finished up dead space. We, we managed to uh, beat both versions of the game, the original and the remake uh, on streams. So we brought that one uh, to a conclusion as we try and bring some of the different waypoint features to an end uh, before the, you know, whatever uh, awaits us next uh, begins. Uh, you can uh, get more, well, probably not much more writing about from Waypoint at waypointvice.com, uh, but there's lots of good stuff there. It's not it's not gone yet. Um, yeah. You might get one more from me. I th- yeah. I, th- I think, I think, I think, I think, I think. Tears I have of the some... dis- Tears of the Discourse? I have. Tears I, of the Content? I think there's something in the chamber. I think I got, I think I got okay. something in the chamber within me, within I, my heart. And I, I will probably write a RIP waypoint, uh, something kind of talking about the last six years. So I, I, there will be stuff coming. I just, I think, yeah, there, you might get one more out of, out of, a of us before this is all said and done, but not a whole lot happening, uh, on that front. What was that? Kato? I gotta do the pod post. I keep forgetting to do the pod post. It's been, it's been busy. Kato, you don't have to do the pod post. You don't have to do the pod post. But it's it's archivally good to have. Okay. Look, here's what I'll say. If you want to do them, I will help you do the headlines and the editing. If you don't want to do them, God's no mean. one's going to be upset. It's, it's a little bit of both. It's like I want them to exist, but uh-huh. I mean, it's not like a nice thing to do. It's just like, okay, I got to copy these things, find yeah, an image. I, you, yeah. I well, care we'll too much about the image, honestly, is part of the mm-hmm. issue. Mm-hmm. I always take like a too long deciding what to put on it when I could mm-hmm. probably make that decision quicker if I didn't care. See, that's that's the opposite of the fuck you question from earlier. It's like, I can't... Mm-hmm. I want I want the image to be right for the thing. I don't know. <laughs> you should just pick a random image and move just, on. But you know like what? You do you, Gato. Image. <laughs> you do you. You do you. Um, uh, our theme is by Bowen. The track is Miss You off the EP Pale Machine. You can learn more at waypoint.zone. 
slash Bowen. You can follow what I'm going, uh, what I'm up to uh, at Patrick Klepek. Uh, my the the Substack I'm still uh, working out is over at patrickklepek.substack.com. Uh, Ren, where can people follow you? You can follow me on Twitter at Ren or Raven. Cado. At a underscore Cado underscore appears. Uh, so yeah, that is that is us calling time on the podcast for this week. There'll just be one Waypoint Radio. I don't think there'll be a plus podcast. Arrival is already in both uh, feeds. Uh, you know, our thanks to the Waypoint Plus subscribers who have helped us make it uh, this far, even if uh, this gets us to the end of this road. Um, if you're still subscribed, uh, you know, we have like made it so that people aren't getting you know, immediately charged and, and things like that for, for, for certain things. But like, if you're, you know, still in the loop and want them ad free, like you'll still be getting that stuff through the waypoint plus, uh, feed. Uh, we will normally, I'd say we'll talk to you again on Friday, but that's not true. We won't, we will not be talking to you on Friday. Uh, we will be talking to you, uh, next week. Uh, until then truly fuck capitalism. Go home. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.